You're listening to Celery City Stories, the podcast for curious people that explores the incredible history of Sanford and Seminole County, Florida, they didn't teach in school. I'm your host, Dan Ping. The congregation at First Presbyterian Church in Sanford was growing fast, so church leaders decided it was time to construct a larger building. No one knew it at the time, but the church and Sanford's leading women's organization would soon clash. It was 1914, and the city of Sanford was experiencing a boom in real estate development. From 1914 to 1924, Downtown Sanford would see the construction of dozens of new homes and commercial buildings, including the First National Bank building at the southeast corner of First Street and Park Avenue, Seminole County's first skyscraper. Once they decided a new building was needed, the question facing Presbyterian leaders was what to do with the existing church building. The Presbyterians owned the entire block from 3rd to 4th Streets and from Oak to Park Avenues. The old church building sat at the southeast corner of 3rd Street and Oak Avenue. Like most churches, a committee was formed and many meetings were held. Finally, a plan was announced. The church would sell the old building and a small parcel of land on Oak Avenue to the Sanford Woman's Club. The old church building would be jacked up, placed on logs, and then rolled to the new Woman's Club property, thus providing the women a place to meet. A new church would then be built on the corner property where the old building had sat. The plan was approved and the old church building was successfully rolled to the new location, after which the Presbyterians built a majestic new red brick building. But all was not well. The Woman's Club and the Presbyterians would soon be in a heated dispute. Once the new Presbyterian church opened in 1916, the Woman's Club hired architect Elton Moten to draw up plans to add a small kitchen to the back of the building. Moten was more than qualified for the job. He was one of the first licensed architects in the state of Florida. In fact, his state license number was 12. Moten designed Seminole County's first library, the old Sanford City Hall, the Hotel Forest Lake, and dozens of other commercial buildings and private homes around Sanford. Being the professional that he was, Bowden had a survey done for the Woman's Club property before seeking his permits. That's where the trouble began. Sometimes, it's the smallest things that lead to the biggest battles. In this case, six inches is all it took. Turns out, when the Woman's Club building was moved on logs, they didn't roll it far enough. Six inches on the north side of the building sat on the Presbyterian's property. Some in the Presbyterian congregation had never been happy about the sale of the property to the Woman's Club. Instead of owning an entire city block, the church now owned 85% of the block. Other church members demanded the Woman's Club pay for the six-inch sliver of land. The women were adamant they were not going to pay any extra. After all, it was the church's responsibility to move the building to the right location. There appeared to be no compromise in sight. Finally, the architect, Elton Moten, and the Woman's Club came up with a drastic solution. 
If the property didn't fit the building, they would make the building fit the property. With saws and hammers and a lot of hard work, a chunk of the north side of the Woman's Club building was removed and a new north wall was constructed. <laughs> Problem solved. Standing outside the Woman's Club building today, you don't notice anything is missing. The building is not symmetrical, but many buildings aren't. It's not until you step inside and see the L-shaped second floor balcony that something seems amiss. That always baffled me. Why would anyone build a balcony like that? Turns out they didn't. It was originally a U-shaped balcony, but one side of it was lost because of the plan to make the building fit the property. Anyway, they didn't teach that story in school, now did they? I want to give a special thanks to Sanford City Commissioner Patty Mahaney and Lisa Finnerty of Porzig Realty. They're both active members in the Sanford Woman's Club, so I appreciate them sharing that little tidbit of history. I think the thing I like best about that story is the practicality of Elton Moten's solution. Architects tend to focus on their designs and can be out of touch regarding cost or practicality of actually constructing a building to their designs. I also like the fact that the women in 1916 didn't back down to church leaders' demands that they pay for the extra property. I want to make you aware of a special event going on right now at the Sanford Museum. There's an exhibit featuring Willie Pocket Brown. Mr. Brown was a professional photographer in the Georgetown community, and he took a lot of pictures of families and businesses and events that happened in the Georgetown community. The museum has many of his pictures on display, as well as the camera that he used to take most of those pictures. The Brown family has loaned those items to the Sanford Museum for this exhibit, which has been going on for a couple of months now, and it's going to end in September, September 10th, I believe. If you have a chance, I would encourage you to go see that exhibit. The museum is open Tuesday through Saturday, and there's no admission, but they do ask if you're able to, to make a small donation to the museum. It's listener shout-out time. I want to say a big thank you to Janice Springfield, Dave Towns, Reg Garner, Lynette Woodward, and Shelton Fulsang. Shelton, I hope I'm saying your name correctly there. They all left five-star reviews for the podcast on my website, CeleryCityStories.com. I have to give a super special listener shout-out to Shelton Fulsang. Shelton not only left a five-star review, he bought me five cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I love my coffee, but this was even extra special coffee. Buy Me a Coffee is an online service that allows listeners like yourself to make a small donation to content creators like me. There's a link on the top of my website as well as on the right-hand sidebar. just says Buy Me a Coffee. And if you click on it, you can make a small donation to help me continue telling these stories. It's totally voluntary. You don't have to do it. I greatly appreciate any support y'all want to give me. You can buy one cup of coffee, 20 cups of coffee, or you can sign up for a monthly recurring cup of coffee service. Either way, whatever you decide to do is greatly appreciated. And I want to thank Shelton for being the very first one to do that. Shelton, I'm going to have to come up with something special for you. Don't know what it is. I'll put my thinking cap on to see what I can come up with. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast each week. 
And I apologize. I know this week's episode was a day late. Podcasting is still very new to me and working with the software to edit the audio and do all of the things that you have to do to produce a quality podcast. I'm still learning them. And I had a couple of major technical difficulties uh, leading up to this episode. So I apologize for running a day late, but next week's episode is already in the can. And I think it's going to be one that you enjoy. Once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. And I'll be back next Thursday with another Celery Shetty story.